You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. the best way i could describe this um i guess this would be a, a the yui bowl movie not directed by yui bowl i guess yeah i think so and it has a very <laughs> it has a very yui bowl cast which is why i chose it because you've got um what's his name uh jurgen Hornchow uh-huh from house of the dead the the boat captain uh-huh is in it um it, <laughs> you also get a weird you get David Warner in this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Yeah, I guess that's a point we got to make. This yeah. is a show that we do. <laughs> if, in case you're wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about uh, our next film on the Lilith Fair uh, lineup. We are talking about 1999's Wing Commander, the movie. Uh, <laughs> this is probably our left field of film for this entire <laughs> it's it would be if not for the curve swing. <laughs> um i it's like i it's like i mentioned it's like a yui bowl movie not directed by yui bowl but what's great about it is is this it's directed by cliff roberts who actually is a director behind the wing commander games yeah so you know they they brought somebody in who knew the the source material at least but also but, has never directed a major motion picture it shows it so shows um but we get we we get the awesomeness that is um we get a cast member from scream and a cast member from i know what you did last summer teaming up with each other for this science fiction movie that makes the special effects and the last starfighter look like star wars <laughs> <laughs> they all can't be house of the dead roy this <laughs> this came out at a time late 90s when um they every major motion picture house was decided that video game movies were going to be the next thing well because mortal Kombat was an unexpected hit i mean i i mean it's a cheesy ass watered down sure version of the video game but that's what makes it so fun to watch right it's because it's like out of all of the uh corporatized video game movies that came out in the 90s outside of the super mario brothers film (laughs) the most bonkers one to watch i mean i mean i mean super mario brothers is on its own plateau compared to all the other we should maybe do that at some point. <laughs> we'll do a double feature of Super Mario Brothers and the Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't think I can handle that. Oh, God. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, so so we got uh, so yeah we got Wing Commander because uh, Electronic Arts decided sure let's make a movie, and uh, this was released by uh, who was it released by TriStar Pictures or who distributed? Oh, Twenty Century Fox. Okay, which explains why it was so hard for you to watch. It's a Fox film, so Disney probably took this thing and said, "Lock it in the vault. Get it out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, we don't want anything to do with this thing." <laughs> And here's the thing, you were either A, a hardcore Wing Commander fan, mm-hmm. right? Or B, if you played the game, you were either A, a hardcore Wing Commander fan, or B, div- didn't give a singular shit about the lore and just wanted to play a game where you flew around shooting shit. Yeah. And I think the majority I, fell into column B. I was column B. I mean, it, I, yeah. was, I was column B except for the fact that it also had uh, Mark Hamill yes. involved, which I'm disappointed Mark Hamill's not in this movie. Uh, I was just Probably like, too come. expensive. I was like, come. I don't think so. He was in the Giver for fuck's sake. That's if true. He, That's I mean, true. <laughs> but I mean, and, and I'll never. The one Wing Commander game I'll never forget is when it was Mark Hamill versus Roddy McDowell. I was yes. just like. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> and they they couldn't figure out what this movie was. Like, was it a was it a sci-fi action movie? Was it like a because it had a, a romance B plot with Saffron Burroughs, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, because it was it was basically like a teen movie where you had Freddie Prince and Saffron Burroughs and then the best friend, Matthew Lillard. Um, but it was also like the fate of the universe. And it was also it was like <laughs> it was just a lot of things happening in a movie that no one really cares about. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we, it wasn't I don't think Wing Commander was that popular a game. It wasn't, you know, it it was I, I, I don't think it was as popular as some of the other games. It definitely had its following. Sure. But, but it wasn't like. Some of the other ones. I remember when they announced that they were making a Wing Commander movie. My response was, "Really? Why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. my response. Was, okay, sure, if you have to. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess if you've optioned the rights and you're out of time, let's go. Um, I, I, I guess you know they didn't have the budget to make Star Fox into a game, so why not? Okay. Oh my God, I still want a Star Fox movie. That would be insane. Um, the oh, I, I mean. Give something for the furries out there for 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 the Star Fox game there. I mean, there <laughs> there what now? I want to hear the rest of your furry rant, Roy. <laughs> no, it wasn't a rant. I was just oh. like, they'll, they'll have the, they'll have their first big budget, you know, science fiction movie. But I think Hollywood is too chicken shit to, to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, cowards. Ex- especially after what happened with Zootopia, I think they're too chicken shit. Yeah. Give me some of that star pussy. Why can't you do that, you cowards? <laughs> um, I will compare this movie. This is going to be a weird comparison. All right. Okay. I will compare this movie to Robot Jocks, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and where the ambition is more than the execution. Well, not only that, but be, because I believe that the following was the same for what you got out of it. Because Robot Jocks, you know, that came from a love of stuff like Robotech mm-hmm. and like 
you know, like those kind of games and that kind of stuff from from Japan, you you ended up getting it over here. You built this this robot fighting thing where everything looked really kind of robotech-y. Um, but everybody was like, okay, I yeah, guess. Well, it, 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 it's obvious that uh, Charles Band was a fan of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. It, re- it, it, <laughs> right? it really was. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, but this is the same where, like, you had all these Wing Commander fans. I'm sure there were fans that were ravenous. Just see, I'm glad the internet didn't exist really back then because I'm sure you had Twitter didn't exist because you had fans that were ravenous and then got this mm-hmm. and, and were devastated, you know? You know, had this film been a hit, we probably, I mean, we almost got it because this was not the first time that the two of them teamed up with each other. Had this film been a hit, we probably would have had a new. Corey and Corey situation going on here because it's like Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. went yeah. on to like after this make She's All That and then went on to go make the Scooby Doo movies together. So it's like we could have possibly had like here comes the latest Freddie Prince Jr. Matthew Lillard film. You I, know, I'm now I want to have an interview with with Matthew Lillard when we have our interview with Matthew Lillard. <laughs> We are going to talk about Freddie Prince Jr. And if they were friends, friends, like if they were like hanging out, because that is you are absolutely correct. Like that they've done like five movies together Mm -hmm. or six movies together. That's I did not realize that. There you go. What else has Saffron Burroughs done? I can't remember for the life of me. Well, she was on Boston. I remember her from Boston Legal and, of course, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are the two things that I sure. remember her for. Um, let's see. What else Oh, has she, she was in Troy. Yes, she was in Troy. She was also adult Wendy uh, in uh, one of the many Peter Pan remakes that came out in the 2000s. Um <laughs> Let's see, what else was she in? She was in a movie called Dangerous Parking, so that's just a great title right there. Did this movie kill her film career? <laughs> I don't know, because, I mean, she was also in... <laughs> Here's a blast from the past for you. She was also in Enigma. Remember that one? Oh, my God, yes. Um, of course, she was in Deep Blue Sea. I mean, how could we forget about her in Deep Blue Sea? Oh, and Dr. shit, Susan? yes. I mean... I mean Okay. It's Deep Blue Sea for crying out loud. Yeah, I yes. Okay. All right. And that was right after yes. Wing Commander. Like the same year as Wing Commander. She and it did. too and it too went on to become a gigantic well, this one didn't become a, a big cold classic, but Deep Blue Sea oh. went through the stratosphere when it came still, to cult status. Still is. For yeah. That one scene. It's all just, for that just to one see Samuel scene. Jackson getting yep. hit, his bitch smacked up by a shark. Yeah, in the middle of a one of a, in the middle of a Samuel L. Jackson monologue. Who yeah. would do that? Like brilliant, by the way. Just just the smartest move they could have made. I'll never um, forget when I saw Deep Blue Sea in the theater and when that scene happened, that got applause. That 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 sequence got massive applause because. Yeah, like you said, you don't do that to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's like is. what what was the movie, the Steven Seagal movie, um, where executive he, decision. Yeah, where he dies in the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, executive decision. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I in the theater when I saw executive decision, I said, "Holy shit!" out loud when they <laughs> killed him in the first fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, I am excited to watch this. It's been a really long time. 
I don't I've think I've I, yeah it's probably been like since the early 2000s since mm-hmm. I've seen the Wing Commander movie so it's going to be interesting to revisit this one too so yeah it, this has been an interesting journey so far with yeah. um, with the Lillard Fest because I mean of course it was fun rediscovering Serial Mom uh, we're re- we're rewatching Hackers and I mean Hackers is just Hackers uh, and then we discovered the the nuttiness. And my new now favorite movie experience that we've done on this show <laughs> with the curve. Oh my I, god! Who knew? Oh my god! Who oh knew god. this movie had the ability to become my all-time favorite film experience we've done <laughs> on this show? I can't stress to people enough that they need to watch that movie, and no one believes me. I'm like, you have to watch this insane movie. Just for the deer hunter scene alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is are, – are we doing movie awards this year? Yes. I, I, uh, yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I was going to wait until a little bit later. But yeah, well, we don't fifth, have to give any anything like any any details. No, but for our fifth anniversary this year, one of the things we have planned is we are we're we're, we're doing what we're calling the Rubensteins. Well, now uh, I feel like a shit for bringing it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's OK, because it would give anticipation because um because you know you don't know what categories we're going to have or what awards we're giving. or how we're gonna yeah i because you know five years doing a podcast is just amazing especially when you're a little indie piece of shit like us (laughs) but instead of us trying to do a recap of every single film we've ever watched i was like let's do a parody of award shows and it's like what do we want to call it and what made me think of the Rubensteins is because you texted to me, it makes you strong. <laughs> and I went, the Rubensteins, that's the name of yeah. our show. Yeah, yeah. I'll never stop texting, it makes you strong, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that Vinegar Syndrome announces they have that film in 4K. <laughs> oh, you know, you're going to probably be the first one to buy it, I think. <laughs> the movie was insane. Um yeah, I, I, what I was going to say was at some point in that, in those, somewhere I am going to nominate that deer hunter scene for something. <laughs> so be prepared for that. What I love, before we get to watching Wing Commander, I have to explain how I got a copy of this movie because okay. Wing, Wing Commander streaming, <laughs> nowhere, yes. nowhere. Again, now I, now that explains it because I see it's 20th Century Fox and I'm like, yeah, Disney just swept this shit into the vault and said get rid of it. I love the fact that you not only bought me a copy of the – not the Blu-ray because I don't think it's ever been released on Blu-ray. But the DVD – but you bought me a copy of the DVD from Half Price Books yeah, and sent me a copy from Half Price Books because you totally trolled me with that because <laughs> you, you sent me a picture from Amazon and I saw it was like $900. And I'm like, <laughs> you did not pay $900 for this damn film. You're like, oh, no, no, I got it much cheaper for you. And then when I saw Half Price Books and I saw that it was like two bucks – I was like, you yeah. paid more for the shipping of this I did. than you did for the did. movie. No, I was just shocked that on Amazon it was for the, that was a Blu-ray copy on Amazon for nine hundred dollars. So at some point it was released on Blu-ray, but I maybe once, maybe a real short run because oh. it does not. This movie does not exist. It yeah. is a movie they are trying to bury, and I managed to find it. 
Well, All right, let's watch, watch let's this do it. Sucker. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll be right back, folks, after we experience Wing Commander. March 15th, Earth Year 2454. Earth's defenses are threatened. Message from Health Command. They don't believe they can withstand a Kilrathi battle group without the support of the fleet. This tactical schematic outlines a nightmare. We need to buy our fleet two hours. And only a team of young fighter pilots. Stands between Earth and destruction. Lieutenant JG, Christopher Blair, reporting for duty, sir. Todd, Maniac Marshal. It's your service, ma'am. Lieutenant Commander Deborah, your wing commander. Let's move those kids' hands now. All right, ladies, let's do it. You're going to die out here. We're all going to die out here, but none of us need to be reminded of that fact. Give him a broadside, Mr. Jerome. Open fire. If you endanger another pilot, you're dead. Emotion gets in the way. Commander, emotion is what separates us from the Karathi. I don't think I can. I don't have the faith. It's not faith. Let's make our miracle. I made it! <laughs> Wing Commander. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.trauma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. No, uh, this is probably not going to be a long episode because there's really not much to talk about here with Wing Commander. I I will say this. It was dull, but it was not honky dull. No, yes, that is correct. There are way worse, way boring, worse movies you can watch that aren't Wing Commander. Oh, yeah, that we have watched that aren't Wing Commander. But Wing Commander is boring. Yeah, And I think that the most off-putting part about the fact that it's boring is that it has no right to be boring. No. I mean, but it's this, boring. You could tell that this was supposed to be a high-octane action sci-fi film. And this was Top Gun, 
but in space. Yeah, and it just was. It's like okay, imagine you get a bowl of like creme brulee made by Gordon Ramsay, but then you can't taste it because someone suddenly injected you with COVID nineteen. <laughs> That is how you feel after watching Wing Commander. It's tough. It's a tough watch. And like, it should not have been. That's the no, thing. The cast is honestly really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you got David Warner, for God's sakes. You've got... Uh, Underused in this film, by oh, the way. Yeah. nobody. But I think that's part of the problem is that nobody was let off the chain. It mm-hmm. seemed very controlled. I mean, you had Jurgen Bernchow, who's this, who's one of our favorites on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, we were saying during the show with every time he was on screen, and he dressed pretty much the same in this as he did in House of the Dead. Which yeah. I was, I kept. You were waiting for the Gordon's Fisherman to come yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, I was waiting for Clint Howard to come walking onto set in a Gordon's Fisherman outfit. Um, you know, you had Matthew Lillard, who was not allowed to be Matthew Lillard. There was one scene where he was allowed to be Matthew Lillard, and that's when he was introducing himself to the rest of the crew. That, it was yeah. like, it's like at that point, I'm like, okay, here comes Matthew Lillard, and then it disappears for the rest of the film. Right. Yeah. It was it was tough. And like we said with Hackers, this movie suffers more than Hackers from the '90s, like negging society. Oh god. Oh my god. That that weird relationship. Between Maniac and uh, what's her face? Um, was it um, God? What 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 name did she go by? Was, it was Jenny Holden? It, it was uh, Rosie Rosie Forbes, right? It was Rosie. Rosie that's right. Yes, as, yeah. Um, just that weird dynamic between the two of them. I mean, it's like I'm like, is this jungle? First of all, I said, is this jungle fever in space? Because <laughs> the way that they were acting, but then it was like their whole sexual chemistry was based on misogyny. Yeah, the whole thing was. And it was like this whole thing where it's like, and it eventually gets her killed, by the way. Um, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's this one scene where they talk about, well, move like that. It's going to take big brass balls. And then she's like, well, what about my big brass ovaries? And it's yeah. like, what is happening right now? Like, don't let, don't let video game designers direct movies I yeah think especially since at. the especially since the special effects looked exactly like the wing commander games i mean i give a for effort for making your movie look like your video games but you had a budget yeah you know also, like it was paced like a video game yeah where if you were playing what was happening it would probably have been really exciting but yeah, watching the t- it boring as shit because the i was realizing i was like oh my god this targeting system and the communications with like the the wing guy is exactly how the video game was and like the retreating and the and the plotting in order to get to the you know the vectors Mm -hmm. and everything i was like this is a literal adaptation of a wing commander game (laughs) yeah yeah and they're not it's in in this in this format it is not fun no, it's not fun. No, uh, although I will say I found out that, uh, I, you know, I made a comment early in this episode that I was upset that Mark Hamill is not in a Wing Commander movie. He is in this film. He is the voice of Merlin. Oh, really? Yeah. So it turns out oh. Merlin is Mark Hamill. He's credited as question mark. 
but that is Mark Hamill's voice as the computer navigation system Merlin. Okay. So they did find a way to work him into the film. It would have been a lot better if he was one of the actual characters in the film. Um, But no, we didn't get that luxury. You do get my favorite late 90s, early 2000s trope with a movie like this. Oh, Um, you mean bullet time? Well, no, no, no. I mean, anytime you had a space movie in the late 1990s to the early 2000s, for the most part, for some reason or a futuristic movie. Everybody mm. had to dress like they were Irish boat captains. Yes. <laughs> like, big, big thick knit corded sweaters and like khakis and big work boots. And it was spinders. And it was either that or futuristic Nazis. You know, right. it was, it was one of those two type of uniforms. Yes. Right. You, you either had Logan's run or you had the Matrix. That's all you got. There was nothing in between. And this was definitely the Matrix. And I don't remember the ships in the video game looking like um, a bizarre cross between Buck Rogers and World War II fighter pilot planes. Right. right. Down to the machine guns. Right. Right. They don't work in space, though. I don't want to get too sciencey, but mm, I don't know if that's mm, yeah. that it takes it explode. The whole point of it is that it takes an ignition to fire a, a bullet. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to get into that. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, don't most, watch, you don't have to watch this movie. Most pointless use of bullet time I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, and that's saying a lot because I've seen Army of the Dead. Well, I, <laughs> I, well, I was going to say. Would you say if this is the worst use of bullet time in a movie like this, would you say House of the, the Dead is the best use of bullet time in a movie like this? When it this? comes when it when it comes to abusive use of bullet time, <laughs> House of the Dead is the best. When it comes to the worst, it is Wing Commander because there was absolutely no point to that bullet Did I lose you? A fist bump. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. Bad. Okay. It's a, but, it's just a yeah. bad movie. Like they don't, they don't let Lillard be Lillard, which is the first nope. rule of Lillard. It's like Nick Cage. Why cast him mm-hmm. if you're not going to let him be that character? You know, let mm-hmm. him be, let him, let it off the chain. Um, trust me, the next movie we're going to watch. In both of the films, actually, Lillard is fully off the chain. Lillard is in full Lillard mode, yeah. So yeah. I announced SLC Punk. What's your announcement? Oh, God, we're going to do 13 Ghosts. Yes, 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 yes. A thousand times yes. I love 13 Ghosts. Fuck what the critics said about oh, 13 so Ghosts. Take your 9% on Rotten Tomatoes and shove it up your dick hole because How have we not come around I the corner as a film. horror society on the movie 13 Ghosts? Like how have we not realized the the insane genius that is 13 Ghosts? Oh, we have. It's just that the the critics silenced us. The critic at the time when the, this film when that film came out, the critics were loud and boisterous, but a lot of us horror fans were like, "You don't know what you're talking about. This shit is fun." Yeah, this shit is insane. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun film. What are you talking about? Throw is, that hate at Ghost Ship. That one deserves it. This yeah. one doesn't. Except for the, well, 
let's be except, fair, except, except for the first except 10 except minutes the first of that 10 movie. 10 minutes of Ghost Ship. Yeah, the opening of Ghost Ship, it deserves all the action. banger. <laughs> it but, is the best. It might be the best, most bonkers 10 minutes, opening 10 minutes of any horror movie of all yeah. time. <laughs> but yeah, 13 Ghosts. I was just like, I didn't I didn't get the hate for 13 Ghosts. No, it's really so much did. fun. And it's like every universal horror trope is shoved into this movie. Um, and, and and of all the people to get to explain it to you, it's Matthew Lillard. Yes. <laughs> so, so good. Um, F. F Marie Abrahams in this movie, just being arch as shit. Just doing his best Vincent Price impression. It is goddamn. Tony Shalhoub. Yes, and this is this is pre Monk Tony Shalhoub that we're getting yeah. to. I, wasn't this also pre Galaxy Quest Tony Shalhoub, or yeah. was this post? Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I think it was. Yeah, like of all the casting, you've got Shannon Elizabeth, mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub, F. Murray Abraham. Um, who else? It was F. Murray Abraham. I'm not out of my mind, right? Yeah, it was F. Murray Abraham, okay. and then. In in what I think was the most what the fuck but it worked casting, rap artist Raw Digga as Maggie the the caretaker who just the like nanny. if there if the who if there was anyone who who like was on equal level with Matthew Lillard in that movie it was Raw Digga <laughs> yes yes uh, it's I, so I, good. She, God, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy that we're doing Thirteen Ghosts because for me this is a perennial every Halloween season. Yes. A Thirteen Ghosts, it really yes. is. I do have the uh, Shout Factory poster <laughs> that I'm going to look at <laughs> while we're while we're recording the episodes for Thirteen Ghosts. God, I love this movie so much. I love this movie. It is in my top five favorite horror movies. Like it's so bonkers. It's so fun. It's it's so, it's so much fun, yeah. And we'll get into more with it also, it, like it's with scary. About it. Oh, like, I remember it, it terrifying me in the theater. Scary. Yeah. yeah, I remember it terrifying me in the theater. I mean, the, the makeup effects alone were just so yeah. just chef's kiss. But fantastic jump scares, yeah. weird, you know, um, like H.P. Lovecraft house. Mm-hmm. Like it's got it hits all the it, it, the lore is great. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I. You know, you want to make a, a, a pr- like a like a prestige TV series, do a prestige C- TV series on 13 ghosts. Give us the backstory on all of the ghosts. Yes. Like like give us like a, a whole thing. Like I lead us right up to the door of when the movie starts. Like I would. Uh, yes. Like it's great. Like there's mm-hmm. there, no notes, no notes on 13. ghosts. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch it. Me either. Legitimately. All right, folks, so join us next month for 13 Ghosts. On top of that, we're also going to be doing SLC Punk, my personal yes, favorite Matthew Lillard movie. And we're going to be doing our first ever Rubenstein's Awards, looking back at the past four and a half years uh, to make way for the opening of our fifth anniversary of this show, uh, which we got lots of stuff planned for, including, as we mentioned in the last episode, the reviewing of Premutos. Uh, God help us. And... Yeah. So join us in February, folks, when we wrap Little Fair up. And we also I'll go ahead and announce right now, March is going to be just as epic because we're doing a tribute to trauma in March. Yeah, uh, baby. So you, I got to pick my movie. Yeah, it's going to say you'll hear our picks for uh, trauma and celebrating all things Lloyd Kaufman. 
Yes. All right, guys. Talk to you all later and see ya.